Tesla soars, Bitcoin booms, and the economy sees job losses in December. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets are, well, they're down. Well, only one market is down. The Dow Jones Index is down 46 points today. The NASDAQ is up 59 points today. S&P 500 down 6.7 points at the current moment. And then Russ 2K is up just 11 points. All the while, the VIX is falling, now down 1.6%. This is all excellent stuff we're seeing here across the board. The market has been running like crazy, like crazy this week even though this country has had some of the most tumultuous moments in its history. Um, I mean, this market just does not care. It just continues to run. It continues to move higher. And that is something that I absolutely find typically normal for 2021 after the 2020 that we just had. In 2020, we had a pandemic. We got worried for about three weeks. And then this market went on the biggest run it's ever had. And now, at least it seems like it. And now we have it again. Um, the market just continues to move higher, making new higher highs. Uh, the Dow yesterday broke 31,000. The S&P 500 uh, topped, you know, it's at 3,800. The NASDAQ topped 13,000. Um, so the overall markets just continue to move higher and it is all crazy stuff. But Tesla, um, Tesla is making headlines today. That company continues to make waves um, across the world, um, now becoming the fifth most valuable company in the United States, passing up Facebook. Uh, yesterday, they crossed a market cap of $102.6 billion, making them the fifth largest U.S. company, um, which is insane by market cap. Uh, so, you know, this is absolutely crazy. And most of this was driven, you know, Tesla was driven into the high $700 per share range. Um, based on those delivery numbers, you know, we talked about those delivery numbers. They delivered 499,550 vehicles in 2020. And, you know, uh, that drove them up near the 800 range. And then after that, all the hype came in. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of factors that I believe are going to work well in Tesla's favor going into the next four years. And here is why. I think the policy coming out of the government, given that it's now all Democrats, um, you know, the Senate is Democratic, the House is Democratic, and the president will be Democratic. I think that those things will all work in the favor of Tesla because at the end of the day, one of the major investment themes throughout the next four years is going to be renewable energy, um, safe energy, uh, overall just environment clean, environment friendly, and the government's going to assist with making all of those companies, all these companies that are seeking to help the environment, that are seeking to go green, um, and Tesla is doing that. And I firmly believe that Tesla is going to see a lot of benefits from this government through its policy over the next four years. Um, so I believe that's also why Tesla is now getting a boost after the events that happened in government, they certified the vote after a crazy riot. Um, so, you know, this is all coming together as a buy Tesla the next four years. Policy-wise, is going to be great. Growth is going to be great. And a lot of experts are now saying, a lot of analysts, a lot of big investors are now talking about Tesla potentially doubling. Now, I'm not sure it can do that. I've always, uh, you know, I often don't buy Tesla. I don't own Tesla often um, because it's just so parabolic. You never know what it's going to do, but it continues to move higher. Um, and it's one of those things I am definitely watching. Now, uh, we have to get into, obviously, the biggest headline of the morning, and that is the economy sees job losses in December, unfortunately. Um, for the first time in seven months, 
The economy has seen job losses. And, you know, this is really just unforeseen um, at first, but at the same time, it's not. You know, a lot of analysts were expecting a major decline um, coming in this month, but not this big. Analysts only expected a job loss, um, non-payrolls loss uh, or decline of 50,000. And unfortunately, uh, the Labor Department reported Friday that non-farm payrolls fell by 140 thousand that is insane 140,000 versus the expectation of a 50,000 decline um so you know the expectation was more than doubled uh on the actual number which is something we don't want to see and once again it's the first time in seven months we've seen a decline um and that could be implying that we're going back into something we're going back into possibly a recession here no one really knows um and with this new strand of COVID-19 all over the country there is potential that that's our issue, you know? So that is definitely something to pay attention to. Um, now also taking a look, Bitcoin, as I said, 41,000 Bitcoin continues to move higher, which is somewhat insane, um, in my personal opinion, but it continues to move higher. And, you know, we're getting a lot, a lot of analysts, uh, coming out now and putting a target on Bitcoin. Now, currently Bitcoin's at uh, roughly in the high 40,000s. It's at 40,784 right now. So, you know, the high end just ahead of 41,000. Um, so either way, you look at Bitcoin and Bitcoin has just gone parabolic. Um, and I think there's a lot of things going into this big run on Bitcoin. First off, um, JP Morgan and a lot of major players have came out and put targets on Bitcoin. I'd like to talk about JP Morgan's JP Morgan just set a $146,000, um, Bitcoin price target, um, on the belief that Bitcoin is going to become the digital gold on the belief that instead of gold, uh, Bitcoin's going to become the alternative. And, you know, a lot of analysts and a lot of banks are saying that, you know, Bitcoin is going to be put in to the balance sheets of major, major companies. And here's why. Um, this year, 2021, is supposed to be the year that the dollar crashes. And if the dollar crashes, that means cash is going to be consistently losing value. It already is consistently losing value. And given that, um, typically, companies, you know, they'll have some gold in their, on their, in their balance sheet portfolio, um, or, you know, they have, they have something that holds its value. And it seems that a lot of these companies now, and a lot of these institutions are heading towards Bitcoin as the safe haven instead of gold. Institutions now want Bitcoin. Um, major companies now want Bitcoin. And I believe Bitcoin is the future. And on top of that, you have a bunch of retail sellers and a lot of retail owners who don't want to sell. Um, they want to hold. And what that creates is a supply and demand issue. And therefore, there is a huge demand for Bitcoin, a minimal supply, therefore driving up the price dramatically. And I think Bitcoin can move a lot higher from here um, because I think a lot of major companies and institutions and banks still want to get in on Bitcoin that haven't gotten in. And therefore, the demand is still super high. And I think Bitcoin continues to move to the upside. Now, um, you know, taking a look at all of that, I want to get into a sector that I believe is going to explode in 2021 and many experts do. Um, and this would be sports betting. And a lot of you guys asked me to talk about and break down DraftKings. So we're going to break it down today. So first off, we all know what DraftKings is. DraftKings is a major digital gaming and sports entertainment company boasting an expensive an expansive platform uh, that provides customers with fantasy sports betting opportunities and much more. So, you know, a lot of people have been asking, uh, how legalized is 
online sports betting. Um, well, 75% roughly of the entire United States has legalized online sports betting. Um, and the crazy thing is, is that now, just a few days ago, New York Governor um, Andrew Cuomo basically said he'll back legislation to legalize online sports betting in the state of New York. And that is great because he was one of the people who opposed it. Um, and therefore, a lot of others opposed it. And now he's saying, you know, I support it. I support this. And it's going to bring in a lot of income for the state. Um, so I do think this is a big thing. And a lot of sports betting companies thought it was as well. Um, we saw in this announcement just a few days ago that these companies went through the roof um, on, you know, the governor's announcement that he'll support online sports betting legislation. So this is excellent stuff here, really excellent stuff for DraftKings and Penn National. Now, um, what I like most about DraftKings is that they pretty much hold the majority of the market. So according to the latest data, DraftKings is a market leader in five of the 12 states that have legalized online sports betting. So at first, it doesn't sound like they're the market leader, but hold on. There is no one who leads in more than five states. So the rest of the states are all divided among like 10 players. So that means DraftKings has a majority, you know, they have a majority leadership within, you know, the uh, entire 12 states currently of sports betting legal that that where it's legalized in essence. Um, So that's very interesting. You know, DraftKings is by far one of the leaders in the space. And uh, I'm very excited about DraftKings for just that reason alone. But I think they can continue to grow. You know, expansion into uh, New York would be huge. I mean, can you imagine the sheer population in New York City? Um, sports are huge. I mean, I really do think that is going to increase the growth of these leaders such as DraftKings and Penn National. Now, furthermore, uh, not only that, but DraftKings is capitalizing and already offers mo mobile sports betting in 12 states the most of anyone in the industry. So they already service all 12 states that, you know, have legalized it in essence, um, which is very impressive. Uh, so overall, you know, I look at the entire breakdown of this and I find it very interesting um, because at the end of the day, what we are seeing here is we are seeing DraftKings take the market drastically um, and they are offered in every state. A lot of companies aren't offered in every state. Um, so that is very interesting to me. DraftKings definitely, I believe, is the most expansive competitor in the space. Now, not only uh, is the market poised to grow, but DraftKings is capitalizing and already offers mobile sports betting um, opportunities, you know, all over the place. The earnings are solid. And that is why, because they offer it everywhere that's legal. Um, so first off, digging into the most uh, recent report, the Q3 report, they did miss EPS expectations. They delivered an EPS of negative 98 cents versus the analyst consensus estimate of negative 61 cents. Um, on the other hand, the company saw plenty of growth under the hood when it comes to things such as revenue. DraftKings reported a solid $133 million in revenues for Q3, representing 98% growth since the same time 2019 revenues level of $67 million. Management also reiterated positivity, noting monthly unique players, MUPs, um, for the B2C segment saw a 64% year-over-year increase throughout the third quarter. Um, but on the downside, GAAP sales and marketing expenses did increase significantly in the third quarter to $203 million. So overall, I look at those numbers, growth in revenues, growth in monthly unique players, um, you know, expenses obviously higher because they likely had a lot more marketing in the quarter. Um, you know, they're 
they're the most expensive one in the space. They're going to have more marketing expenses than anyone in the space um, because they're going to be marketing to a much wider base. Also, when it comes to guidance, DraftKings management raised FY 2020 revenue guidance to a range of $540 million to $560 million, representing 25 to 30% growth year over year. Company management also included the FY 2021 guidance and now expects revenues to land within a strong range of $570 million to $850 million in revenues, representing roughly 45% growth on the year. So they expect roughly 25 to 30% growth in 2020, and they expect 45% growth in 2021. That is everything I want to see out of a company that is leading in a space that is set to grow. And therefore, you know, that's why I believe the majority is bullish on DraftKings, and I think the stock moves higher in the long term. Now, total debt. They have zero debt on the balance sheet. I love it. I love the fact that this company has no debt on the balance sheet. And when you have no debt on the balance sheet, um, I believe that's a one-up to me. Plus, their liabilities are so stupid low. They have $572 million in liabilities, yet their total assets is $2.567 billion, and their cash and short-term investments is $1.398 billion. So, you know, their balance sheet is well-balanced. Their assets and cash and short-term investments far outweigh their liabilities and debt, and that is exactly what I want to see on a balance sheet. Now, when it comes to valuation, DraftKings is quite expensive. When I wrote this article yesterday, um, you know, the price to sales was 65.66. The uh, price to book was 18.43. So it's trading right in that range. Um, DraftKings is definitely expensive, but I believe you're paying a premium for the future. I mean, I don't believe that this valuation is too far out of reach. There's some valuations that I think are excessive. For instance, the Tesla one, um, you know, I'll bring it up. I think that's also an exception, but Tesla's trading at 1,500 times price to earnings. Um, and, you know, it, the price to sales number on Tesla is also ridiculous. Um, and at the end of the day, there's a lot of companies like it that are trading at insane multiples. But, but um, you know, does Tesla have as much, you know, potential growth per year, 45% revenue growth, as does DraftKings. Now, they're not comparable whatsoever. There's two completely different companies. What I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make here, and I'm sure you understand, is that, you know, there's some companies that you can pay up on because they are going to have expansive growth over the next 10 years that is just crazy boom growth. Um, all the while, their market that they can grow into is also growing. The market that I believe Tesla can grow into, I think the car market is pretty much there. I don't think they're going to expand the car market. Now it's about taking market share away from competitors. Um, so there's a difference. You you get the difference here. Online sports betting is an entirely new market, and that's why I believe you're paying a premium for the leader in the space. Now, um, also management, I think they have some work to do. The return on equity, negative 48%. The return on assets, negative 38%. The return on invested capital, negative 47%. So management, they definitely have some work to do. They have their work cut out for them throughout 2021, and I'd like to see an improvement in those numbers. Now, as for the analyst, the analysts are bullish, very bullish. In fact, the mean price target is 63 bucks per share, um, and you know the stock is currently trading at far below that um so the fact that the stock is trading at 52 bucks a share and the mean price target 63 um there's plenty of upside there roughly 27 percent and then furthermore the high price target is 100 per share representing 100 percent gains um roughly and then the low price target is 39 bucks per share and that represents roughly a negative 21 percent gain so i am bullish the analysts are bullish the sediment seems to be bullish um the 
odd thing here is that, you know, the big money is not as bullish. I mean, you can't really say if the big money is bullish or not because institutional holdings typically don't imply that. Um, but typically the higher the institutional holdings, the more confident you can be. It's almost like a sign of confidence, but you can't make your decision all on that. This is a very minimal factor, but it's nice to see big institutional holdings and DraftKings doesn't have that. When you look at the institutional holdings, 45.08% of DraftKings is owned by institutions currently. Um, top holders include the Vanguard Group, t Price Associates, and Walt Disney Company, which I like. I like the fact that Disney is in this, um, and I think it's a sign of confidence. Um, I think the fact that Disney is in it, uh, I think, you know, Disney always seems to be successful. I can't name many um, factors that Disney has gone into, many ventures that Disney has gone into that have failed. Um, so the fact that Disney's in here is very, very um, comforting uh, when it comes to an investment thesis, and it's exciting to see. So overall, the institutional holdings are okay. I wouldn't call it bullish or bearish, um, but overall, decent. Uh, and then also, on a technical basis, you know, DraftKings has kind of been flat in recent months. Um, so I think it's definitely a buying opportunity here. So overall, with the legalization um, going forward of online sports betting, just expanding into, on top of that, large market cap growth. So overall, what I'm saying by market, I shouldn't have even used market cap growth. Large market growth, um, excuse me, but their market that they can expand to is definitely growing. So their total addressable market is growing. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I think leadership at DraftKings so far has been excellent, you know, with the no debt on the balance sheet, but definitely they haven't been on the market long. Um, so that's definitely something to pay attention to. They're relatively new to the public market. Um, but I do think online sports betting is going to boom. And if New York legalizes it, I think that DraftKings is going to get in on it. Now, another one I recommend checking out. We also dropped a breakdown on this name in the past few days. Go to runningwithmoney.com. You can get all the breakdowns we release daily. Um, check out the GAN breakdown. So GAN LTD, um, I really like. It's another online sports betting play. They deliver the equipment and the services for online sports betting for other companies. Um, and I think GAN has a lot of potential. Now, it's a much smaller company, but I think it has a lot of potential. Definitely go check that one out. Now, Digging into the overall market today, what I see is a mix of FANG stocks pretty much neutral. You know, Apple up 0.09%, um, Microsoft up 0.24%, all the while Google's down, Facebook's down, Amazon's down, NVIDIA's down. Um, I like FANG. My favorite FANG stocks right now are Apple, Amazon, and NVIDIA. I think Google and Facebook, you know, they have those lawsuit issues. I really don't think um, that it's a big concern. It's not a big concern of mine. But at the same time, it's still there. And the other companies don't have those issues. Uh, and I think all all the FANG stocks together are probably the best names out there. Now, I am also going to talk about, you know, you have Disney, Netflix. I like them both. Verizon, AT&T, I like Verizon. I think 5G is the future. We all know that. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, AMD is exciting to me. Uh not only is AMD exciting to me um, because of the merger, but I think, you know, I they're, they've overtaken Intel, and I think that AMD's market share is definitely going to expand. Qualcomm, 5G Play, I like it. Um, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, buy all three. I like all three. My favorites out of the three, Visa and PayPal. Um, MasterCard would be third. Visa would be number one. PayPal second. I think uh, you hold both, both Visa and PayPal. Here's why. Visa is the credit card play. PayPal is the digital play. I like them both. Um, 
the banks, when it comes to the banks, I like Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan, JP Morgan more. Um, JP Morgan is the best of breed in the banks. Um, and I think that if the banks truly do continue to run, you're going to see JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs uh, see the most upside from where it currently is. Um, okay, shifting further into the total market here, we see Tesla up 6.57%. I think you have to nibble at Tesla. If you don't have any, I think you just have to buy some. I hate to say it, buy it here up 6.57%, but this stock continues to go up. So this is what I'd do. I'd buy some Tesla, throw a 10% stop loss on it and make money as it goes up. And once you hit that 10% stop loss, if you do hit it, sell it. Um, Home Depot, Lowe's, I like them both. I think uh, they're going to see a lot of business throughout the next few years. Nike, I like Nike. I hold Nike. Um, I like it a lot. Starbucks, I'd like to see that stock come down a bit, but it's not coming down. Um, so, you know, maybe you just got to bite the bullet here and jump in on it now. And then energy, I think clean energy, look for those clean energy names, um, clean energy ETFs. I think clean energy is definitely going to be big over the next uh, four years. Aerospace, Boeing, my goodness. Are we? Are you kidding me? Um, Boeing is just, it, it's currently trading at stupid levels. Uh, you know, I look at Boeing, 211 bucks a share. Buy Boeing, it is going to do well throughout 2021. It is going to do well. I 100% assure you that Boeing is going to do well throughout 2020. Now, I could be completely wrong, but that is my consensus. My consensus is 100% it's going to do well, and here's why. Um, we've gone through this, I think, every single episode. When Biden comes in, he's going to attempt to make China relationships better. What does China do? They're going to buy Boeing aircrafts. They always do. And on top of that, they like Boeing aircrafts. They've even noted it. The CEO even said China has huge interest. So the likelihood of China you know, coming in and picking up some Boeing aircrafts is high in order to make relationships between us great again. Uh, also, uh, I also like Boeing because I believe the travel industry is coming back and these airlines are going to need aircrafts. And where are they going to get aircrafts? Boeing, because Boeing is the leader when it comes to commercial aircraft. So definitely by Boeing, the defense sector is doing well. Um, yes, they have more debt on the balance sheet because of the last few years, but I believe Boeing can make it back. Um, and I don't think our government would let Boeing go under anyway because Boeing is such a huge part of the U.S. economy. I don't think Boeing is going anywhere. You buy Boeing. Lockheed Martin, I like Lockheed Martin. I think it moves higher. Um, this stock has pretty much done nothing in recent months, and I don't know why, because their numbers are excellent. Every time they release earnings, I'm like, why does the stock not go up? It It's mind-boggling. And I believe once we get out of COVID-19 that this uh, Lockheed Martin is going to move higher. So the round out the show, Honeywell, GE, I think they're great picks. Walmart, I like it. Costco, I like it. Target, I like it. Dollar General, I like it. I like all four of those. Um, I think they're all winners. Um, and that's about it for the show. Oh, and if you want to get in on a healthcare name, uh, J&J or Bristol-Myers, I like them both. Thank you for listening. Um, I absolutely love doing this podcast. What a great end to a Friday. Um, but either way, thank you for listening. I will be back on Monday with another episode. Um, check out me and my team at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram. Also check me out at Luke Donay on Twitter. Ask any questions you have on the entire and on the entirety of the stock market. Thank you for listening. Have a great day um, and eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you Monday.